from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. We had a little uh, technical difficulty there. We are you're actually joining a show already in progress. Uh, Justine is in the middle of uh, giving us a taste test review of raising canes. Raising canes. Where are we? Did you try the toast, Justine? Most importantly, did you try the toast? No. Give us give us a taste test of the toast. All right, she's gonna bite the toast. Here we go. Three, two. I don't know which side I wanna. It's toast. It's all the same. Well, what do you think? Buttery goodness. How is it, Justine? Buttery goodness. Scale of one to ten. She's nodding her head. Um, it's thick. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a little more fluffy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, no, but tell us about the toast. One size. It's one side. Yeah. You've never had toast like that? Texas toast, they call it? Mm-hmm. I would want butter on both sides, though. I'm feeling butter on one side. Because <sighs> it's fast food. <laughs> you eat ranch on pizza and tacos. You don't get to question this. All right? Um, Was it good or good. not? It's, it's good. Maybe if I ate it, like, right away, I just didn't do that. The f- oh, you let it get. Why would you let it get like lukewarm? Like the, we were driving. The frustration is visible on Anita's face. Well, you <laughs> snack on your, you snack on your toast on the way home. Yeah, maybe if I did that at that point, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, even know I had bread. Patrick, or you pull over and you eat it like in the parking lot because that's got to be fresh. I felt like it would have been good with the coleslaw, something like cold and crunchy with that. Mm. I have a question for Patrick. Yes. How do you deal with it? It's a daily struggle. That's all oh I can my say. God, I love you, Patrick. I'm gonna hug you next time I see you. Okay? Someone's got to do it. You know, that's what matters. All Someone's right. got to do it. I'm gonna hug I, you next I, time I see you. you we, uh, I owe you a big hug. Okay. Please no. Please no. That is can the I big greatest gift. Can I piggyback off of that? Can I? No. No. I'm gonna hug you in front of Jake, but then you're not. You're gonna withhold from I'll Jake. Take a firm handshake. How's that sound? Good? Mm, boring. Patrick, what if Mario more. hugs you and then I don't get to hug you? Yeah, yeah. I die a little bit enough? inside regardless oh. of who. What about what if it's Justine giving you a hug? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's different. Why is that I'm different? Because she's my person. Mm. You want romantic you. Are we not your I, people? Are we not I your like people? I like when she touches me. She's my person. Oh, that's oh. that's cool. Oh. That's actually, actually the nicest thing Patrick's ever said about that's Justine. So, sweet. <laughs> so that's like said a, I wanted to hug him. Whoa, you got an echo going there. Yeah, she never wants to hug me. That's like a Hallmark card. You're my person. I have a, I actually think I have a, I have like an old mug that says you're my person. Mm. Who is it from? Patrick. I'll, I'll never tell. <laughs> Justine, why are you laughing? <laughs> you don't keep things like that. <laughs> why? I'm my, I'm, I'm my person. I look at myself in the mirror and give it to me. It's like you're my person. Justine, it's sit. It's like keeping jewelry from um, from exes. What's wrong with that? Mm. You don't keep Why? jewelry from exes? Anita, how do you feel about this? Um, <clears throat> I, I agree. Why? It depends on what it is. Oh, Did you yeah. say pawn that what shit? Like a, what if it's like a real yeah. nice... What if it's like a real nice necklace or something? Then you make good money. 
You can keep it until you get into another relationship. But, oh, yeah. You know, if you're still single, no one's going to Yeah. But if you have someone, like, why would you want that reminder of someone else? That's true. Bye. What if it ended amicably? Yeah. What if you just, cares, what if you just grew apart? Cares, yeah. Why are you mad? Because you bought some girl jewelry and she sold it? I've never bought, I've, I've never even purchased jewelry for my wife. I think the only thing would be like, like <laughs> ring, like an engagement or the ring that you had when you were married. That well, that's yeah. the only thing that you should keep. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that'd be the only thing I would think. Like, why would you keep that? Sell it. I don't think I've kept anything. I don't think I kept anything any of my exes ever gave me. Uh, no, just heartache. Yeah, yeah, right. Except my my herpes. Yes, that's right. Can't give that back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hello. Uh, herpes is such a great punchline because it's a funny word, you know, like kumquat. Good segue too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good segue into the next bit we're going to do. Herpes and kumquats. Hey. Uh, Sex talk with Mario. Yeah. No, that is not the talk you want to have here on this <laughs> podcast. This is the wrong place to have that podcast. But as we move into sex talk. Harrison Ford and the new Indiana Jones. Hey, how you doing? Uh, uh, so I, sexy. I put out a. Did you Did you see it? Oh no, Patrick's been Patrick's been busy. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, Anita, did you see the new Indiana Jones? I did. Jake, you haven't seen it. Um, I would have had somebody. Uh, I wish I would have known, brother. Check that thread. <laughs> Brother. Now here's here's a question. Here's a question. Talk to me. Now, if somebody, if there is a nebulous sort of things like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to go see this movie, but none of my family can go, so I might just go by myself. Right. Is that is that a, is that an invitation? What for I, everyone, or is that just someone saying, oh, I don't know, I'm. Well, I'll tell you know. what I would. I feel like that's an invitation because you can say, I'll go with you. You don't have to go by yourself. Yeah, I would, I would also s- say that that's a subtle hint, as to be like, hey. Nobody wants to go with me. Maybe you want to, you motherfuckers want. Right. So but what I'm saying, Jake, is, yeah, it wasn't an overt invitation. It was just me going, oh, I'm going to go by myself. But if you would have said, hey, I haven't seen it, I would have been like, let's go, man. Let's do it. This this is the, motherfucker. This, if you'd put motherfucker right. in there. Yeah. Exactly. Right now. Because I would hope that this we. This is one of those prime examples of it's okay to invite yourself. Right. At this point. I would hope that if we, that, that <laughs> like, we don't, look, here's the thing. I keep myself. I'm terrified of you guys, okay? I keep myself... Uh, I don't hang out with the with the staff. That's my... I don't... Patrick staff. and Justine and I are not hanging out. And that's out. why I didn't want to invite myself. Cause you're like, you I'm not like hanging out, with, okay? You don't like to mingle I hang out with John because we were friends before. I hang out with Anita because we were friends before. She I hang out with Brent because he's cooler than all of you. But other than that... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, God, I just don't God see... Damn. I have a different schedule than almost everybody here. So I don't see these kids too often especially now that we're not now that i'm working and we're not doing game night Mm -hmm. Uh, but um so yeah we i would hope that you would be comfortable enough now to just go hey let's go see it and i would have been like yeah let's go Mm. to be honest i saw i saw it but it didn't register i'm like oh yeah let's shoot i like oh yeah i'm down to see me i would have gotten to see i would have gotten to see with you here's what that was then was him going oh that sucks mario (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I went. I went to the last show here, at my local theater. The only other people in the theater was one guy in the handicap seats. He slept through the whole thing, and yeah. then um, there was a, like a whole family that took up one row. Yeah. 
and they were very quiet. I forgot they were there at one point. And I sat up in the back row. I always get an aisle seat. I sat up in the back row. And you uh, farted? Oh, I let it I let loose. I let I let <laughs> I let fly with many and the whole family got up and went to another theater. <laughs> well, no, so what I did was uh I, I stood up I, at first I sat in the aisle, but at one point I went to the restroom and I came back and the, that's when I noticed the guy was asleep. And um, it was about halfway through the movie. And then I said, why am I sitting on the edge? I'm going to sit in the middle, right underneath the projectionist booth. Mm. I sat under the beam, like, you know, like the main character yeah. in a movie always does. Yeah. They always show the main character in a movie sitting under the beam. <laughs> so I was right under the beam and I watched the whole thing from the center. It was, you know, it, it, it didn't help, but it was, it was a nicer seat. And then uh, at the end of the movie, when we all walked out, the guy in the handicapped uh, seat was still asleep. Wow, I guess he just wanted a place to sleep. I did not yeah, wake I, him. I did not he's wake. Probably him. dead. I hope not. <laughs> That's you know, well, you never know. his final checked. minute, his last, his last uh, 120 minutes in an Indiana Jones movie. I let me tell you, I used to have a problem with going to the movies by myself. I used to be like, I don't want to go to the movies by myself. That's weird. I love it now. I don't mind going by myself now. It's great. Because um, what's the point? You're not talking to anybody during the movie. If you're if you're polite, you aren't. <laughs> right. So what's the, yeah, you don't really but mean. at the end of the movie, you get to talk about it with them. That's what so that's what this is for. That's what this is for. Yeah. So why would I deny you a lovely moment by your, to yourself watching a movie? You know, because we could have like we could have hugged. He was lonely. We could have hugged. We could have made out. We could have held oh, hands during the movie. Back and center, right behind, right below right. the projector. We Ooh. could have uh, Lady and the Tramp, uh, Coke Zero together. Uh, we could have done a lot of things. What kind of Coke Zero are you drinking? <laughs> could have pulled a Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> this is a night. It's a beautiful or night. You could have. You could have pulled a diner where you got the, yeah, yeah, there you go. with the, yeah. the popcorn bucket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have I'd lady in the it just popped through, you know. Like Jake, I would lady in the tramp a movie theater hot dog with you anytime. Oh. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a movie hot dog either. <laughs> noted. Noted. <laughs> noted and noted and backing away slowly. Yeah, and we're just gonna write. By the way, if you if you don't know what the lady of the champ is, that's where you, you you and your friend get on opposite sides of a, of a food item and work your way towards the middle. That's what that is. Like so. spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you nudge the meatball with your nose. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nudge, okay. nudge, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. So, John, what did you think of uh, Indiana Jones? Uh, and the Dial of Destiny, or Indiana Jones 5. I won't give any spoilers away, but I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. Um, at the beginning, it's not given too much away that there's like a sort of like a flashback to an earlier adventure like they always do. And um, it wasn't that the de-aging was, uh, was poorly done. It was done pretty well, at least as well as um, um, The Irishman, where they de-aged all those guys. <laughs> right. Uh but the action, all that running around on the train, it just looked like uh, like a video game. So it was a little distracting for me. Um, and then once they got into the proper movie, and he's old, he's old man indie. Um, it worked pretty well. It's like 1969, and I, it worked pretty well. Uh, but I told you, as I texted you, maybe that's because I'm getting older. I'm 61 now, so watching an aged Indiana Jones trying to <laughs> deal with his 
this adventure. I'm think maybe I'm connecting to it in a way I wouldn't have like 30 years ago or 40 years ago. But um, I thought it played well, and I thought it was a pretty good adventure. I, you know, I thought this was a pretty good setup, and um, a nice at the end. I thought it was nice. I don't want to give anything away, but I, if this really is his last movie, I thought they ended it on a on a pretty nice note. Is like this more than the Crystal Skulls? Yeah, I think uh, it's been a while since I've seen Crystal Skull. I think I enjoyed this a little more. I didn't hate Crystal Skull, but it just wasn't nearly as good as the first three. And this one just felt a little more solid. Mm. But uh, Brent mentioned something. I think he's right. It, it's kind of missing the Spielberg touch. It's almost indescribable, but there is something missing. Uh, James Mangold is a good director. Um, did a bang-up job on Logan. Uh, it's not that it's... It, there's just something missing just because it Spielberg wasn't directing. I think there's a little, little something missing. But uh, beyond that, I thought Harrison Ford did a great job. I wasn't expecting much because I was hearing some bad reviews. But I really thought uh, he handled the action well. Once they got to the main, the main story, I thought it was a, a pretty, um, pretty engaging. Uh, Anita, what are, you, are your thoughts? Um, disclaimer, I've only seen the first one. So. Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, which I is haven't the, even seen the best which, one. Which is the best one, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, Aiden. number three is oh. the best one. No, no. That, you think that's the best one? Even better than the first? Wow. Yes. No, number good. Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect movie, and we've talked yeah. about this on the podcast Last before. Crusade is amazing. It is, but it's not. There's there's problems there. You know, Patrick, I would no. say it's as good. I would go as far as to say it's as good as the first, but not better. Thank yeah. you, John. In my opinion, mm. sort of. Okay. All right. I'll I'll take that. That's that's a that's a W. It's the second. It's the second best. I trust all of you. Go ahead, Anita. What did you sure. think of this one? <laughs> um, it was okay. I mean, it was it was good. I honestly I slept through like the first twenty minutes because we went to all you can eat sushi right before that. So so you slept um, through the flashback. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I have no problem with the flashback. <laughs> right a bit of a food coma. Yeah, like a baby. I saw like maybe like the first like five minutes of that, and then I I slept through it. But um, the rest of it was good. the The girl was annoying. I just she was very annoying to me through most of it. But I was entertained. I stayed awake through the rest of it. It was good. Like I said, I haven't seen a lot of them, so I don't know if I compare it to anything. But I was entertained. Well. Yeah, if you saw the first one, you know you know the drill. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys this, and I'm asking you, you young kids, you millennials, uh, why was everyone so excited that Phoebe Waller Bridge was in this movie? What do we know her from? Because I'm Fleabag. old. Is that what she's from? Yeah, everyone loves Fleabag. I haven't seen it, but everyone loves it. So people okay. got really excited when they found out she yeah. was in there. Yeah. Doesn't she do the voice of some of the robots in Star Wars now? Oh, she was the droid be? in, uh, she was Lando's droid. Yeah, that's oh. what it was. And oh, everybody really? really liked her as that. Yeah, so she's technically the voice of uh, the Millennium Falcon now because that got put ah. in the, uh, Okay, that's I, That's what it was, Fleabag, because I've never seen that show. I've never seen that show. I've heard it's come highly recommended. But there's just, I'm at an age now where people are excited about certain actors and I'm just like, oh, tell me what I should know them from, you know? I know. I feel like my parents, I'm like, Who's this again? Yeah. Who's this guy? What's he famous for? Right. Who's this Timothy Chalamet? Who's, who's Spider Man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's this Willy Wonka? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But John, you've got to be excited about that. Uh, 
Ugh. It never need to be. It's this is what the third remake. It never needed to be remade. <laughs> yeah, they didn't need a Johnny Depp Willy Wonka, much less this one. What if this one's even more amazing? Ugh, ugh. just leave it alone, Gene Wilder. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to top Gene Wilder? Just forget about it. This is oh, Timothy. Man. This is Timothy <laughs> Shams, John. This is the, this is the kid that everybody loves. I am not I a know. fan of Tiffany or oh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. I'm is not a fan. Umlaut? Is it an umlaut or just a guav? <laughs> guav. <laughs> He's very one-dimensional, it feels like. Mm. He was annoying in that last, um, uh, that Wes Anderson, uh, What? which one was that? The, um, the French, French Dispatch. dispatch. Kind of an, he was kind of annoying, but one guy in that whole movie, it was almost too annoying to be I couldn't. Any, I know. couldn't finish that movie. I mean, he was boring in Dune. Mm. Well, we're gonna, you'll see him in Dune, too. Yeah, is I he know. the lead? Is he the lead in Dune? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just—he's very, very one-dimensional. It feels like. Uh, well, speaking of that, I will say the one thing I liked the most from Indiana Jones Five was Harrison Ford's performance. Um, yeah, I—you know—he—you know—he—he he has been guilty of walking through parts when he doesn't really care. Um, and you can see it in some of his movies where he's, especially as he got older, he would just kind of like, okay, I'm going to take this paycheck. And uh, this one, you can tell he really still loves the character. Uh, he gave it some weight, some gravitas. But I do not like seeing Indy portrayed as like a sad old man down on his luck. I don't, yeah. un- I don't understand why we yeah. have to do this with all the, hey, you love Han Solo kids? Guess what? He's dead yeah. now. Hey, you love so- Indiana Jones? Guess what? He's a broken man. It's like what yeah. you're saying is he'd still yeah. be banging in, in his seventies. Well, it's just it's just it didn't no, feel. I, I completely agree. Yeah, it, he it absolutely would. It didn't feel He's, true to the character that he would find himself in that situation. Because here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. When you watch Raiders and you watch Temple of Doom and you watch Last Crusade, Last Crusade is probably the most emotional one of those because it, it connects to his father, and uh, that's there it is, Patrick. That's why it's the best one. Ah, I get it. Got it. Okay, just hit it on it. But anyway, that's the one that kind of had the most emotional heft because it was this fractured relationship with his dad and they were able to, you know, have that relationship. Ever since that movie, though, they've tried things where it was like, we're going to make Indy more emotional. So we're going to give him a son in in Crystal Skull and then we're going to reunite him with his love and then we're going to, and then in this one, we're going to, you know, we're going to take that away and then we're going to, you know, all that's taken away. And then, you know, he's left like a broken man. It's like, why does anyone want to see? And it wasn't even like this. I don't want, I don't want to give too many spoilers away because you haven't seen it yet, Patrick. Um, like the- So I was at the barber shop the other day. It was like last Friday or the Friday before that. And uh, they had it. Someone was torrenting it on the screen with uh, some Arabic subtitles. So I saw like a good 30 minutes of the movie. Which, which part? Uh, it, it had to be close to the beginning because he was still dealing with what's her face's uh, daughter. And uh, I think they had just gotten to uh, Casablanca. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're like in the first third of the movie there. Yeah. That's uh, where I kind of left off. But because I was like, there's a weird, chase through a city political uh, speech and whatnot, and I was trying to figure that out, but it was they had music bumping too, so it was hard to hear. Uh, yeah, they were... What do you think, uh, 
Mario, what did you think of that opening uh, with the DH well, and all that? Well, let me, let me finish that, the, the point I was going to make, and then I'll give you that. So, but the, the, the choice that Indy has to make at the end, near the end, yeah, the fact that he's even contemplating one of those, like contemplating that decision, uh, to me felt like, well, Indiana Jones would never do that because, you know, mm. obviously there are consequences to this choice. But he's become so broken that he's he's this is what he's got to do, or he, this, I agree. And I that agree. that to me that to, yeah that to me felt like a real betrayal of the character. Uh, and um, yeah. it didn't feel it, the original writers, you know. Yeah, it just it it just it, that whole part left me just kind of like ugh, like that really yeah. did that really sealed it that it's like this character is really dead because they just don't know what to do with him. Like she had to talk him out of it, and I thought, gee, he ought to know his whole life. He ought to know right. this is something you don't do. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It didn't even bother yeah. me. That whole premise didn't bother me. What the I, I don't want to give it away, but the dial does something specific, and the, the, the whole circumstance they ended up in, that did not bother me. I was like, okay, we've, 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 yeah. we've embraced ridiculousness in this before, you know, in this series yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just the idea that he would even contemplate that choice was just like, what a bummer for such a great character. When you watch him in Raiders... And he's just the sheer yeah. joy he has when he's discovering things and and uh, and doing Mario, things. You know what it is? Uh, what it is is um, they can't get around the fact that the character is the age that the actor is. So the real answer is: do you, Did you need another one of these? Right. If you don't want to see him as an old man, well, there's no way around it. Unless you're going to make the whole movie de-age. I thought at first they were just going to de-age him through the whole movie. Right. I thought. If you're going to embrace the fact that the character is this age, Harrison Ford is like 80. Right. So if you're going what, to, what, there's a limit to how many stories you can write. No, I mean, it's as, as shitty and as the concept is, but, you know, probably what would have worked if they wanted to continue with this franchise and they were, you know, in the realm of considering like having to recast, like they should have done it where he's telling a story about something that happened. And then mm. they use that as a transition point into the new actor. Which uh, I think like they the, did that in. Uh, I think they did it in Young Indiana Jones. I think Harrison Ford was in a wraparound yeah, episode I, of Young like Indy. That, but I think that would have probably because uh, de aging it works and it doesn't work. And it, there's the point why we like Indiana Jones is for as ridiculous as the movies felt, the character felt real. Right. Oftentimes it felt like a really smart guy was put into some really ridiculous and strange situations. Uh, most of them pretty grounded up until Crystal you know, Skull. You get to Crystal Skull and it's right. just like, okay, like there's no bat fucking chance this is happening. Well, even um, then, even in the other ones, there's always like a point of ridiculousness, right? There that is, kind of, but it, it, Temple of Doom. He was, yeah. he was so grounded that it right. worked. Right, right. And I think... That if you want to, you know, maintain the character, continue to love them and stuff like that, you really can't do that if you're afraid that he's as old as he is. You know, and the the thing is, and like to to kind of touch on what you and John both said, um, you know, the fact that he is his age, what I wanted was, you know, this is going to be one last adventure for Indy. I wanted it to look like he was enjoying himself. Yeah. Um, and he really, he, he just, it, it just seemed like he was put upon the whole time, yeah, you know, cause he's, grumpy. yeah. Uh, it would have been nice for him to have like one last adventure because, and that's what I mean about that ending where he's trying to make that choice. It's like he gets yeah. to go on one last adventure and he can't even enjoy it. 
So it was a little sad. It was a little bit of a sad, uh, it was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, you ask yourself, did we need another Indiana Jones movie? Because if you're going to take this approach, it isn't as fun and it is a little sad. And was it needed to have him as an old grumpy old man being drug on a last And also, I don't mind it being in the in the 60s, but I think that it that invariably invariably lends itself to uh, comparisons of James Bond, which everybody knows Spielberg started this series because he wanted to direct a James Bond movie, and so he came up with a character that he, where he could put him in James Bond situations, right? Hence the white tuxedo in the beginning of Temple of Doom, and you know sure. he he's really doing situations where he's more than an archaeologist, right? He's kind of like he's kind of like an operator as well. He's doing these things and he's operating, and then they they, they get really blatant with it in Crystal Skull, where they tell him you know he was a spy during the war, right? He was in the OSS, yeah. and <clears throat> so this felt the most like a James Bond ripoff because you had like these extended chase sequences, which have kind of slowly become more and more a part of the Indiana Jones movies, where they weren't always before. Right. Mm. It was all about running around these temples and finding these things and booby traps. And the last like two movies have been like these really long extended chase sequences on motorcycles and on going through the jungle. And uh, this one had like and the stunts were good, but you know, it's not him doing the stunts because because when he's younger, you think there's a chance that could be Harrison Ford. Right. Because yeah. if he did him now, he'd die. Right, right. And so, and that's not to take anything away from Harrison Ford because it seemed like he was game to do a lot of the physical stuff. He's on the horse. You know, he's, you know, he's doing a lot of the physical stuff, but he just can't do it like he used to. You know, he can't move the way he used to. That's just age. That's going to catch up with everybody. Um, so, yeah, it was like, uh, uh, you're right, John. Did we need another one? And if you're not going to do it to where the character is just embracing his last adventure why would you why would you why would you make a dour indiana jones movie is is the ultimately it's the, not fun it's it, yeah it just takes the fun out of it and right. so i don't know you have to ask yourself was it needed but of course with a character like that if he wants to do it they're like of course my god right know. he want and, and harrison ford has said he wanted to deal with the fact that he's older he, he didn't want to shy away yeah. from that which i applaud i like that but at the same time, make it a story where he doesn't have to. He, he can be old, but he doesn't have to be uh, browbeaten. You know, he doesn't it have makes to be. You wonder if if they had Lawrence Kasdan or somebody like that writing it. I wonder if it would have just been all grumpy indie, or if they would have done something a little more. Well, funny. here's the, here's a, there's a shot, and it's just not spoiling anything. There's a scene early on where he's teaching the class, which they always do, and the class is totally disinterested. They're not paying attention. Indiana Jones would never put up with that bullshit. <laughs> Like, he would just be like, all right, fuck you guys. Like, you know, get out of my classroom, you know? Yeah. No well, ticket. he's an old man. Yeah, he would, he would punch a student and go, he wasn't paying attention, you know? And then all the other kids would yeah. take, take notes, uh, you know? But I did like, the, I, the one thing yeah. I did like was when the neighbor, there is a scene where the neighbors are playing music too loud and he takes a baseball bat and he goes downstairs. I thought like, of you. Like, I thought of you immediately. <laughs> I thought, this is, this is Mario. They're playing the Beatles. He's got a baseball bat. He's going to kill him because he doesn't want to hear the Beatles. I thought, Mario's got to be Was it the Beatles? Thing. It was Magical Mystery Tour. And I thought, oh, Mario. I even I almost stood up and went, Mario. Uh, in the middle of the theater. I love that he grabbed the bat. I love that he grabbed the bat. And I thought you dodged a bullet because I thought, oh, that Stones track was just for the trailer. They're not going to put that in the movie. Right. All of a sudden, what wakes him up? He's asleep in front of the TV. What wakes him up? The Beatles. And I thought, Mario's got to love that he's got a bat <laughs> and he's going to kill whoever just put the Beatles on. You know? 
That probably raised it about a uh, point on your rating for the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I did like the. You, yeah. knew that, yeah. you knew that was the Beatles, right? Yeah, I did not know. I did not realize. I was yeah. I was ah, too busy. Kind of enjoying. It. I was just kind of wanting to see. Tapping tap you your know. foot to it. I was like, oh, sad indie. I was like, yeah, I think I was still reeling from sad indie. TV, you sleep in front of the TV. Yeah, that just come on. Yeah, I don't know. They lose their way. It's like it's the whole Darth Vader thing, the Patton Oswalt thing. Do you need to see a young Darth Vader? Well, do you need to see a, an old Indiana Jones? You know? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they did. They made the same character choice with Han Solo too, right? Like they made him really curmudgeonly and sad versus right, uh, a little more kind of charismatic and suave. He w- well, somebody said somebody said that it was sad that he was like seventy and still running scams. You know. <laughs> It's like, True. it's like, oh no, but, but I mean, you know, you never, I mean, that's the character of Han Solo. You, he just never learns. You, you, you can kind of write that off as just a guy who never learns his lesson, you know, and never he, grows up. Yeah. Never yeah. grow. He's not, he doesn't care. Um, that kind of worked. He was still kind of a swashbuckler. Right. That, you know, that, that last, uh, Star Wars. I, I did like his last turn as Han Solo as, as much as those, the, the Disney trilogy has issues. I liked that He was kind of a mentor. He was kind of a mentor to Finn and yeah, uh, and yeah. to Ray, and you know, he, he, you know, he he played with. He still had that charm. I felt like Indy in this one didn't have the charm that he usually has. You know, I'll tell you what, and this may be a controversial opinion, but um, he's now revisited three of his of his major characters in his career. The one that works because he always was sort of dour is. Um, is uh, Rick Deckard in the, the, the right. new Blade Runner movie. Right. I really enjoyed that new Blade Runner movie. I thought it really worked. And I thought this guy was always sort of a sourpuss. So it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't, you can't make him too, uh, you know, too gloomy and, and uh, pissed off because he was always like that. <laughs> right. 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 It was always there under the surface. It was always there under the surface. So yeah, I gave Indiana, I give this dial of destiny probably like a six, probably about a six. Okay. Yeah. What about you, John? You said a seven? I, I give it a seven, yeah. Anita? Six. Six, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for a sequel, that's not bad. I had, uh, honestly, it, it's a, it's long by like, I'd say 20 minutes. Ugh. It's about 20 minutes. If, how long is it? It, it? Hey, that's a very personal yeah. question. Uh, it's, I think it's two and a half hours. Is that what it is, John? Two minutes to run. Well, for some reason, it didn't. Uh, I thought Crystal Skull felt like it never ended. That's the one that felt like it went on and on and on. I thought this one didn't necessarily feel like it was going on too long. Right. You re- you recently revisited Crystal Skull, and you said it wasn't as bad. You as know, I watched it, right? it a couple of nights ago, and I was like, you know, this plays better a lot on TV than it did in the movie theater. Um, mm. The only problem with it, my friend pointed out, he said, nothing is shot outdoors it all feels like you're in a box because everything's shot on a blue screen so Uh, so nothing is you know it's funny you can i can watch a sci-fi movie that i know is all blue screen and it doesn't bother me but if something's supposed to be shot in the real world and it's blue screened then i'm like no mm -mm, not not doing it your your brain's not buying it right this is a warehouse but it's not really a warehouse right (laughs) right but if you're on a planet that's blue and green you're like okay that could happen right (laughs) It's like the idea. I never understood why the sets on the original Star Trek were so minimal. It's always like a purple sky, like a purple cyclorama that just goes on to infinity. And you know, a you know, you realize a it's budgetary, so you don't have to put a bunch of background back there. But b it gives it like kind of an you know this look where you're like, oh, it doesn't have to look real. You don't you don't have 
you don't have to put two in the less detail you have, the better off you're going to be because it just, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, it works that way. All the planets are just one color sky yeah. going off into the, into, into infinity, you know, and it's kind of dreamlike. It's unreal. You know, with right. sci-fi, you kind of, you're, you kind of are already suspending your disbelief so they can get away with stuff like doing things on blue screen only and right. trying to do as many practical effects. Cause there are, you're already, you're already in a fictional realm. Yeah. The, you know, the rely, you know, that car chase in the middle of, um, of Indiana of, of uh, Dial of Destiny could have been great, but again, it it was too much like a James Bond ripoff. Like when he goes into the wherever they're going to have the auction and all that stuff, it just feels like oh, this is a James Bond movie. You know, it felt. The other thing is, it's not staged. I thought that's one reason I was thinking about Spielberg. I thought Spielberg when they do chases, it's a little more imaginative, and uh, sometimes you know, like in the first one, you know, or like uh, you know, uh, Last Crusade. He, after a while, chases can kind of just look like it's all the same. Right. You don't know exactly what's happening. The action is so fast, you can't really tell what's really going on. Right. And um, it's generic. A lot of chases just kind of look generic. And I thought, this is a place where Spielberg would have done something imaginative. Right. Somebody going through a window or somebody rounding a corner. I thought, this just looks like another space from any other movie. Right. Uh, although uh, the ones in, I've heard nothing but great reviews for... Um my wife's latest project, uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. There's a mouthful. My wife Haley Atwell. That, that, that rolls off the tongue. Yeah, uh, I know. Somebody just told me that. I didn't know she was in it. Uh, I had a friend that said, "Guess what? I guess you're going to see the new Mission Impossible, huh?" Well, I heard Mission that Impossible has achieved Fast and the Furious status. Like, uh, it's too much. You shut your mouth. You no, shut your dirty. You like, Roger, you, like, uh, you like Roger Moore. Uh, too much. James thank you, thank you, Jake. That's too much. Thank you, Jake. We we just don't even know what's going on. Like, where's the continuity with this character? What do you mean? There's yeah, always... like, dude, these char- yeah, these characters are like riding surfboards on tidal waves. They're shooting lasers from space. Just these these Fast and Furious movies, are crazy. Yeah. Oh, stupid James no, Bond. No, I, I I I meant in the sense not the. <laughs> quality but more of the fact that it's just probably could have ended quite a long time ago you that's the thing it's he just goes on another mission there's no there's no need to end it he's just a secret agent so you just keep going on missions fast and the furious is dumb because it started out as a street racing movie and now they're in space that's why it's dumb but it's never (laughs) not been about family mario (laughs) well what's dumb is we're still going why what really you, needed the person that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Is family not important anymore? Until family's not important, we're making a. Ohana means family, and family means nobody gets left behind, especially <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. See, I can't tell if you're talking about Fast and the Furious or Mission Impossible at this point. Mission Impossible movies exactly are same. just. Uh, James Bond. Mission Impossible movies are stunt heavy. The plots never make sense, but there's always great action and. There's always some kind of gadget. You're like, oh wow, that's really cool. Tom Cruise is always running. He needs. His, yeah, he's he got to run. He's got. There's going to be a thirty. There's going to be a thirty second scene of Tom Cruise running. It's going to be a tracking shot from the side, so you can see how straight he keeps his back. 
And you think he negotiates that in his contract? Yeah. He's like, look, I look good when I run. So yes. I need at least like 10 minutes in every movie. Yeah, it's I it. feel like they should do a long, continuous shot like they did in like Dunkirk and Harvey Birdman for this movie. So it's just one shot. Do a Mission Impossible movie as just one contiguous shot and watch what happens. Do you know how long? Do you know how long that would take to make? Yeah, but it would be a feat, and actually yeah, interesting. Hey, Patrick, I missed that because I had to duck out for a call. What, what are you talking about? Because uh, I just watched Birdman the other day. Uh, we're talking about how uh, boring Mission Impossible is now because it's repetitive. Mm. It's, it's like the seventh or eighth, right? Yep. And Patrick wants a continual a, a, a Mission Impossible movie that's one continual shot. How many? I think, you know, I was clever. I was, I was going to skip this one, but then somebody told me that Haley Atwell was going to be in it. So uh, this thought, one is, oh, well, and people are saying, just, and people are saying like this bullet. one's great. And also, yeah. they said the reason that Haley Atwell's so good in this is because she seems like she she plays it like she doesn't want to be in the movie, and it really works. That's that's what they said. She plays it like she does not want to be in the movie, and it really like she doesn't want to be on the mission, and it really works. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I makes think sense. You, I, I think you had it right the first time. I think uh, well, I, I, you know, I'll tell you what. A lot of money. There, I'll tell you what. They are indistinguishable from one another. All the Mission Impossible movies, I'll give you that, but they are fun to watch. I I never get tired of watching them. They're fun. I love the old and show. You- I love the old show, so I'll watch it. Um, I'll get excited just for the theme song. I love the old show too. I, I mean, the two of us love that show. I think you gave me the the entire run of right. the show in a box. Right. And they're running them on MeTV. There's a there's a MeTV two that's running them every night, and they are a kick, especially like the first four seasons are a real kick. But um, as but the movies are enjoyable. But I always go, Jesus, just has nothing to do with the TV show. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. They might throw you a bone, like here's a rubber mask or here's a right. something. But I thought. They, they could be calling this anything. It's not really Mission Impossible, you know? right? Well, but that was the that was the, you know the show only had like a certain skeleton, right? You had the there was a, there was a framework of the show, but it could have been any actors in the you could have they changed inter they interchanged actors so often because it was just like the yeah. formula. Yeah. The show was about the formula, and the movies are the same thing. You know, that's true. You know, I just feel no investment. I think that's what bothers me. Well, you don't need to. You just go and watch the. You know, you know you're right. It's it's one it's of those a, movies you put on the background and you go clean the house. You go. It's you put like if you put right. on. You put. You pay your twenty bucks. You sit down. You watch Tom Cruise do a stunt, and you go. He's only going to be able to do this for two or three more movies, and that's it. And then you. It's all, it's all about the stunts. It's all about the stunts. Every time they do one of these, there's one really big stunt where he broke his leg in real life trying to do it right jumps off at a jumps out of a plane or comes out of a skyscraper and it's all about ooh, what's the stunt this time and that's the only reason people go i think (laughs) right Mm. i think this is a reverse fast and the furious because i think the movies have gotten better as they've gotten along gone along i think i think thank you anita movie club has elevated my palate such that i expect quality over quantity at this point now i appreciate i appreciate the ass kissing but let me tell you this sometimes i like to put on a good (laughs) sometimes i I like to put on a good shitty movie sometimes and just enjoy a shitty movie i really do you're you're right you're right i'm thinking about it the wrong way it's definitely i put it on and i go do the dishes movies yeah well that's as long as you put it on it's it's not shitty is not the operative word these are just generic at a certain point, they're generic action pictures. Right. It's not necessarily that they're shitty. It's just that it's not high art. You know? Right. But I mean, do, do I want to watch Henry Cavill reloading his arms every time? Yeah, kind of. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is a good scene where he beats him up in the bathroom. That is a good scene. He just reloads. Like, you hear, click, click, like, it's nuts. It was ad libbed. It was ad libbed. And oh, can you just. Like if you're recording that and you saw that, like no, that no, no, John. You know what? I'm t- I'll tell you what. I don't think it's. I don't think it's high. I don't think these films are high art as far as story, cinematography. What they they are high art as far as being an a good action picture. Because I'll tell you what's a generic. I'll tell you what's a generic action movie, and I just saw a preview for it. The Expendable series. That is an awful movie series, and they're making a fourth one. I will watch any. I will. We are. I will watch any Mission Impossible, even the first one, which is terrible. Over uh, that is ten times better than any Expendables movie. See, so they made a movie. Uh, freaking what's it called? Uh, it's the Bruce Willis one, based off the comic book with all the oh red. Characters. Yeah, red. They did a similar yeah. concept to the Expendables that was great. That gets no credit. Right. You know, yeah. those are good. Mo- I like both of those. I like the first one and the second one. Those are good actors. You got Anthony See? Hopkins. You got Helen Mirren. You got uh, John Malkovich. Those are good movies. They know? did heroes being old and were alive they and sure well. Did. And happy. They sure did. Why didn't they, really they do did. that in Indiana Jones? You got a point there, Patrick. Those oh, those oh, those oh, are oh, fun oh, because uh, because they aren't they aren't necessarily they're still having kind of a good time. It's still tongue in cheek, you know. Yeah. All right. They don't advertise for actors. Red. I guess those made money. They did two of them. But that's probably all they could do because I think Bruce Willis's health was declining fast. But the first, those first two are pretty sharp. Yeah, God bless Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, All right, that's great. Good talk. Indiana Jones Five. Go see it or don't. The Dial of Destiny. Great title. Yeah, it's a bar of soap, and you had to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all you, all, all you got to know is that they end up in Casablanca. What? what all, what's great is they should have just uh, they should have taken that and just done um, soap names, you know, for the rest of the Indiana Jones and the Irish Spring. You're like, oh shit, what is that? Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dove of Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Indiana Jones and the Zest for Life. You're like, whoa, what? You know, Indiana Jones and the. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Indiana Jones Jones inside the lava. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Myers uh, lemon hand soap. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. What could this mean? Indiana Indiana Jones Jones and the Burt's Bees. There you go. Burt's Bees. Indiana Jones and the Mansion of Maybelline. Mm -hmm. Whoa, Maybelline is not a soap, Jake. It's for your soap for your head shampoo, okay? Maybelline does not Indiana make shampoo. Jones meets, Do you Indiana mean Jones meets. <laughs> Maybelline. Maybelline's a makeup. No. There, yes. No. But, um, Do you know what we're joking about? about? Nope. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> you do know that that's a lubricant, right? Mm, I see. You know what Steely? You know what? You know what? You know what Steely Dan is named after, right? Right. Well, I do now. I'm I do now. The focused on uh, uh, Indiana Jones movie names. Right. Mm. How about Indiana Jones in the Land of Neutrogena? <laughs> I am Neutrogena. Um, 
Hold on. Let's take a quick break. Indiana Jones and the Adventures of KY Jelly. Whoa. Uh, That's Kentucky Jelly, by the way. Um, Different movie. In your your (laughs) peanut. Hang on. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to review The Sandlot. We'll be right back after these messages. Whoa, that's the G spot. Hey, that's a great way to come in. Welcome back from the uh, from the break, uh, everybody. You get to hear John, John talk about the G spot. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Can you hey, find hey. it? That that place going, closed. It closed during uh, during COVID. We went used to go there all the time. The G spot get really good. We used to get really good burgers right there in La Habra at the G spot. It's all gone so now. It'd still be open. If it was called oh, the G spot, maybe it would be open. Yeah, if we could find <laughs> the G spot, they had tacos. With yeah, that yeah, people couldn't have find people couldn't find the G spot. Now it's closed. Uh, just, just, just so you guys know, the G spot is a myth, just like the female orgasm. All right, let's get to this. <laughs> holy holy <laughs> shit! Christ Almighty! <laughs> he is cracking yeah. up. Keep those, keep those cards and letters coming. <laughs> Keep those, keep those cards and letters coming. That's the only thing that's coming. Hey, how you doing? Hey, yeah, hey, to Mario. This podcast is brought to you by KY Jelly. <laughs> Kentucky Jelly for all your Kentucky peanut butter sandwich jelly. needs. Uh, we're getting it's dirty this week. Everybody's a little randy. We take a week off. We come back. We're talking about G spots. We're talking about Kentucky Jelly. We're talking about. Indiana Jones. It's, it's a crazy week here at the Bill. You always Park. say keep it sexual, and it's been through. We, you so guys, yeah. Stuff, you know? Well, that's the thing about you, Jake. You always keep it somewhat sexual. You're always ready to drop a hot <laughs> pentatonics track in the background, and maybe, you know, uh-huh. mm-hmm, maybe the pentatonics version of Nice and Slow by uh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah give you that can't that can't sleep love the yeah yeah here's a great thing about here's a great thing about anita if this show goes on long enough she will just start making food she will just start preparing food it'll turn into a cooking <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> halfway through it looks like a jar of, looks like a jar of jiff <laughs> what? i always look forward to her salads oh yeah yeah Today's recipe <laughs> is gonna be a, a chicken panna is that Nutella? <laughs> it's my lunchtime. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. Everything that's passing the camera there, I'm going, hey, that looks pretty good. Oh, and Anita's got some groceries, some peanut butter. Should last a couple oh, of days. Yeah. Uh, We're having a yogurt bowl today uh-huh. with um, some bowl. vanilla yogurt and a. Um, Envy apple, some peanut butter, mm-hmm. some flax seeds, some chia seeds, and some granola. Anita, you wow. are one healthy son of a gun. It's too fancy. Boy, Anita, you're going to live a lot longer than me. Right. I'm thinking about, I've already had two pieces <laughs> of cold. I've had a couple pieces of cold pizza this morning for breakfast. Oh. I think you're going to live a you're going to live a lot uh, longer than it de- me. Well, wait, oh, it depends. Where's don't the get it twisted? No. Where's the cold pizza from? Uh, oh, your favorite, Marco Polo. Oh, I just imagine yeah. there's like an inch of grease, just just yeah. coagulated grease on the top of that. Mm, mm. Well, my doctor told me I wasn't getting enough grease, so I said, yeah. all right, 
That's write, the, me a, that's write me a prescription that is, for Tommy's. That is, the, some, okay. that is some greasy pizza. Uh, yeah, the joints, you know, like it's you put a little grease, a little put a grease in the tire, you know? Or a little is it the grease from the pepperoni or is this the pizza? The pizza itself I don't know. is real greasy they, pizza. They all, I think it's fine. They all complain it's too greasy. To me, it just tastes like a regular pizza. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's so much. It's greasy. It is greasy. Is don't, John, here. don't flip it around and make a sound. Don't make a sound. Don't make a sound like we're pussies because we don't want to eat the oil. Because you can literally tilt the pizza and watch the oil run off. Well, <laughs> a little bit of grease on their pizza. It's like you. they dipped the whole pizza in grease before putting uh, it in the box. They just ladle on. They just have a side of grease there in a warming yeah. pan. They that just, comes after, after it comes out of the oven. They said, I asked for the grease. I asked for the grease on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Give him my grease. Give my friend my grease. Ah, uh, uh, you bunch of cream puffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, John does love that pizza, though. Uh, cold pizza mm-hmm. for breakfast, mm-hmm. always good. Mm-hmm. I feel like thank you for better than thank you for validating that. <laughs> oh, I'll eat all cold chicken, delicious. Ooh, I don't know about yeah. cold chicken. Yes, depends cold on the chicken. chicken. Yeah, depends cold on the chicken. Not like cold from the fridge, but like a little, a little chill, a little room temp. You know what? Here's what. Here's what's not. You know what's not bad out of the fridge, and I'm gonna get some flack for this. Uh, Chinese food. If you just eat Chinese mm. food cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Try it. Yeah. Try it. Try a little cold orange chicken. <laughs> Try a little cold. I eat a lot of my old food. Or all my old food I usually eat cold. Just seeing you're the best. Mm. Because we're lazy. We can't we can't be bothered to work a microwave. Nope. Doing this since I was a kid. I can't wait. I can't wait two minutes to warm up my food. It never it warms up right. It never works right. It never works okay, right. Okay, this is the lesson. And Brent's gonna lose his mind at this part. Don't get a microwave. We don't have a microwave. I refuse to get one because wow. it's so unnecessary. We have an oven and an air wow. fryer. Oh, everything is warm better yeah, in the air fryer anyway. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. air fryer, it, totally it crisps it right back up, and it's perfect. Fries from case, practice a little patience. It may take like a minute longer, but it's so good. It friends, so much better. Than friends, let me fryer. tell you. Let me tell you. The air fryer is your solution to when you, when you go to a place and you get something with fries and you, you're like, ah, I'm not going to take the fries home. They're not going to heat up right. You use that air fryer. Mm. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Crispier than they were before. Delicious. Mm. He heated up his carne asada fries in the air fryer the other day. They were delicious. Where do you get carne asada fries from? We went to this place. It was, was it La Havre? It's Mr. Oops. Alberto's. Oh, Alberto's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, was it? Yeah. It was like Mr. Alberto, so it wasn't like Alberto. It was like a knockoff? Connected. Hey, that's Mr.'s to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How was it? Maybe it's the OG. The fries were good. I like the fries. They were good. The We got some tacos, too. They were okay. Have you gone to Taqueria Mexico yet? No, we haven't gone yet. They weren't open, and then we really wanted carne asada fried soup, and they didn't have mm. Just go to, I, I hate to say this, but if you're going to go to, the best place to go get them close to your house is right there on Mocha Salsa. They're not my favorite. Salsa is not good anymore. They're not no. my favorite, but if you want close to where, close to where you are. Close to where you are. 
<laughs> I still have to take you guys to the attacker, and we're going to get some nachos, and you guys are going to flip. The attacker? Where's that? It's one of my favorite foods. Mm. Oh, my God. I just... I just got a little Topo Chico all over myself, which sounds dirty, but it's not. Uh, I got that Topo Chico. This 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 week's episode, it won't show up on the blue screen. Topo Chico, hint with a hint of lime, delicious. Oh, those are good. Nice. Refreshing, refreshing. If you don't, you want something, you you don't want to drink a soda like a sweet soda. Perfect. And it gives you the burpees. You get the you get the burpees out of there. If you're a little full. Yeah, you like a little. Well, well, yeah. I saw Patrick's elbow. Uh, very sexual elbow. Uh, yesterday, while I was doing my shopping, um, I was I kept whistling a tune, and I couldn't figure out why. I was like, "What tune is this?" I was whistling the song from the TikTok "White People Taco Night." Wait, what? <laughs> What? You've never heard you've never heard white people no, talk about it? Oh, I don't know if it's gonna it won't show up on the let me see. Oh, let me see if I can sing I can, it for me. Hold on. <laughs> sing it for me. White people taco night. Oh, this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're try guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tree store from the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> white people taco. Look it up on video YouTube, you'll love it. But I was walking to the store going, and I was like, what song is that? Why am I whistling? That's from the, that's the Try Guys. White people taco night. Good stuff. <laughs> anyway, we watched a movie last week. It's called The Sandlot. It was our uh, last week was 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Happy belated birthday, America. We couldn't be with you. Uh, we, were, we were all busy. And um, so we watched The Sandlot, which all of us have seen a million times. But Justine suggested it because it was a good, wholesome, American 4th of July movie. What movie, can anyone remember what movie we were going to watch instead of The Sandlot? Can anybody remember? Uh, Up in Space. So that'll be next week. Thank God I don't have to look that up. American movie. I'm just saying. That's probably the. I read online that Kobe Bryant watches um, this for July 4th every year with his family. What's that? The Sandlot. He watched. Used to. Yeah. yeah, you don't. You don't watch oh, one. Yeah. Well, except you watch from heaven. <laughs> We're getting a little echo from you, Justine. Are you? Uh, are you currently working the booth at uh, Dodger Stadium? Now batting. It's because Patrick's not muted. Uh, oh, Patrick, uh, you're so. Oh. Patrick, make it work. Oh, Justine. Are you guys in the same room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. every, once, every, every once in a while you see his arm. <laughs> you see this, a, this arm comes out of the Yeah, they're, they're at lunch. Mm-hmm. Can't you see the little diner they're sitting in? That's great. Is it too soon to drop a Kobe Bryant joke? Yes. Is it too soon? Yes. Is it too soon? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, I won't okay. accept it. We, right. won't, we won't. Yeah, you I don't. I think it will oh, always. Look, if it's planning, Anita. I see the plan. Uh, oh, you see? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to figure out what size pictures I want. Uh-huh. Anita, this is this is why only go right here. This is the kind of stuff I did not warn Brent about, and I feel badly about now. This type of <laughs> this type of behavior. This is the kind of stuff we're like. Should I tell him? Mm, 
Some yes. things you need to figure out for your own. Sometimes you Mario, that you don't know me at all because if you knew me at all, you knew that that was the first thing I told him. Oh, good. Like, I am who I am. Just take it or leave it. If you don't know me by now, uh, then you'll never, never, never know. There you go. Who is that? Who is that? Somebody. Come on. Who is that? Anybody? Mm. Anybody? Whitney Houston. No, no. Uh, John, you know uh, this. No, I'd be guessing. Amy Winehouse. What did you just say to me? (laughs) What'd you call me? You said yes. It's Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. There you go. There you go. Come on, you guys. Anyway, you said guess, Mario, and I guessed. It. Anyway, Sandlot, let's rank it. Justine, <laughs> what do you give Sandlot? Me? Yeah. I don't know. What do I give it? I don't know. You probably give it a ten. Everybody here has seen Sandlot, right? Everybody, you would have all seen it, right? Yeah. This is like the this is like the movie that's going to need yeah. the the least amount of analysis we've ever done. <laughs> I've never seen it. Patrick, how was it? I didn't watch it. What? Uh, I've been busy. You listen. You have. You, I've been dealing with. You shit. have a valid excuse, and we're gonna we're gonna get to it at the end of the show, just because I don't want to. This is the first time he's had a valid excuse. You're right. Right. This is like the most valid excuse. <laughs> uh, Patrick I is hang out with you guys. Patrick is pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> just so you guys know, Patrick is pregnant, uh-huh. but Justine is not the mom, so it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Um, we'll find a dad someday. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the whole thing? You are not the mother. What? <laughs> I'm real confused. No. I'm so confused right now. Uh, John, you've seen The Sandlot. Yeah. How do you feel about this movie? I always thought this would be a good double feature with uh, A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, although I think Christmas Story is maybe a little sharper than this. Uh, but uh, that'd be a good double feature because this is like summertime. And Christmas Story is wintertime, right? And it's nostalgic. It's not exactly the same era, but it is a. This is like supposed to be like fifties, right? Sixties, early sixties. Is this early sixties? Yeah. Okay. Early sixties. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it kind of has that vibe, don't you think? It has that Christmas story. Yeah, vibe? you know, I, I always, I, you know, I don't place this as highly with other movies as far as like getting the small. De- we always talk about a period piece getting the small details right. And this is on such a limited budget that they really only have a couple of locations. You know, they don't really go crazy it's, with... It's mostly it's mostly people's backyards in the sandlot. Right, so. right. And so the music. Just, and the music. Yeah. But they did, some, they did some great needle drops. I think they, they avoid a lot of the... Yeah. Uh, they, do yeah. some, they do some good music. They don't go with the, with the usual stuff. And I love that the bad guys, quote-unquote bad guys... Their theme is green onions when they're riding in on their nice bikes. They've got like the nice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. little league, the nice uniforms, the nice uniforms, and the you know. Um, my biggest problem with this movie is the narrator. Uh, sometimes I read it's the director. It. It's, it's it? the director, yeah. right? Yeah, is it yeah. the director? Yeah. yeah. It sh- it should have been like Daniel Stern or <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss. I believe he's also the writer. Oh, is that true? Is that true? My only my only beef yeah. with this movie is the uh, the whole chasing with the dog at the end looks like an after school special. It seems like it was yeah. shot like like it just seems like it's a part of a different. It's like where did this what what's going on here? 
Uh, did we get a TV crew in here all of a sudden? Uh, feels very Wonder Years kind of uh, thing. But I, all the kids, it's a, it's, it's a low budget. Yeah, all the kids are budget. all the kids are great. All the kids are really good. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm a huge baseball nut, but I'm not enough to know if the the uniforms are all uh, period appropriate. Um, uh, I do know that uh, if you notice the kid, the, I think it's Bertram. His angel's hat. If you notice, he's wearing a, an angel, California, and, and then it, it's got the halo on the top. It's got the yeah. which is period appropriate. Um, and then, um, yeah, I you know, and then it's great to see James Earl Jones uh, in there. Um, that he's always great, even though he's in, only in it for like five minutes. You know, he's great and always. Tie it back to Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh, why Indiana Jones? Because of the Karen Allen. Yeah, she plays the mom, the mommy. Yeah, she's great in this too. She she does have a nice. Uh, um, she's always great. I love Karen Allen. Yeah, she's always good, and she she looks she looks. I love it. Uh, she really does seem like a um, um, a mom. A mom in this, she does play it like a mom. A mom. Yeah, she does a great job. Uh. Oh, you know, all the kids are great. And then, of course, you know, for me, um, uh, you know, that he ends up with the Dodgers is always great. Um, you know, I love that. Even though that actor's terrible, he doesn't. Yeah, they're in, that thumbs up. They're in the, oh, did you know that that's um, his brother, his older brother, the actor, Benny? Is, oh, Benny, that's his older brother? Uh-huh, yeah. I wish that's I could be. They, they look similar. I wish I could be Benny yeah. the Jet, Roger, yes. Very cool. You know what part always freaked me out was uh, when they show Babe, Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. I was like, "What is happening?" A little ghost that actor doesn't really look like him, but I I like the fact that he's in black and white. When he first walks through the closet, yeah. he's in black and white. <laughs> hey, John, what? And I know your favorite scene's got to be uh, America the Beautiful, Ray Charles. They did a great job with that scene. That's a great scene. Oh yeah, oh, the Fourth yeah. of July. That and that was probably what invoked Justine to. Uh, yeah, it's summer. There's fireworks. I love it. Also, also, um, a, a nice little nod. I love that the, the 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 pitcher always wears his Kansas City Monarchs cap, which is a Negro mm. League team, and it's there a nice. It, it's really really cool. It's a nice touch. Really really cool because they're all wearing different. You know, I like. I don't know why Benny the Jet gives them the the. Uh, I think it's a it's a is it a Cubs hat? It's a C, but I don't it's know what. It's yeah, got an extra hat. I don't know if it's his little yeah. cap, or, cap or whatever. But. I love it. Just throw that in the fireplace. <laughs> oh, his old fishing hat? Yeah. Big Bill. I love that he doesn't want him to wear shorts either. He's like, wear some jeans tomorrow. Wear jeans. Don't wear shorts. <laughs> so he doesn't scuff up. Yeah. His, you know, he well, you got to be able to slide. You got to be able to slide, baby. In those PF flyers? Who doesn't want PF flyers? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have fire. I have some pictures of my brothers, and I think they're wearing PF flyers. Uh, yeah, this movie made me want really... PF flyers. When you were a kid, did you want PF flyers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted them so bad. How 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 long did you want to wear them? The answer is forever, forever. No, what about that flashback, John? Do you love that? The story about the dog. And when oh they, yeah! And when yeah. they asked him how doing um, that new that show, drunk history, drunk history, yeah, when he's, <laughs> he's saying it exactly how the kid is saying it. 
And when they asked him how long he had to be locked up, he said, until forever. forever. <laughs> I also love that the actor uh, is like overdoing yeah. forever. <laughs> that was like the best directed scene. I also love that they they jump through the screen when they're watching the Wolfman. They actually jump through the scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That I is. Love, I love the whole buildup. If you are bitten by a wolf, you'll become a wolf. And then he just jumps through the screen. You know? <laughs> Uh, I, that's right. They are watching the Wolfman. You you made reference I to forgot. that. I forgot. I knew there was a Wolfman reference, and I thought, how do they work that into this movie? <laughs> that's right. The dog. The damn uh, dog jumps to yeah, that. Yeah. That's right. Uh, who's your favorite kid, Anita? Ooh. I would say Benny. I think he's, like, the sweetest. Like, I love that he just goes to get Smalls, and he's just like... I'll take you under my wing. Like, yeah, like that was so, like, I was like, if that was my kid, I would be so proud of him. Right, right. Because he hooks him up. He gives him the mitt. He gives him the the mitt. He gives him the, you know. He cares. Yeah. He doesn't let the other kids make fun. When he couldn't throw. Right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't let the other kids make fun of him. Because he could be the bully, right? He's the best kid on the team. Easily. He, he could yeah. literally be the worst kid in the movie, and he's not. Which... Everybody knows somebody like that, a kid that was mature beyond their years. I knew, like, there was a kid, like, in fifth, sixth grade, he was already behaving like an adult because you just don't do that to another kid, you know? Right. Some kids are just, you know, either through their upbringing or DNA, they're just uh, wise beyond their years. They don't have time for all the, the kiddie crap, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It's a, it's a nice... I was really noticing that this time, <clears throat> that it's a good character. Because <laughs> yeah. he could just be a shit kid, you know, because he's the yeah, best. Right. He's the best. But he really does look yeah, out for good. everybody. And he's also not, good. he is he is a little, he is bad enough to remind the other kids how terrible they were, though. You know, he will tell yeah. them, hey, you yeah. couldn't even catch her, you couldn't even throw her, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I love yeah. when he brings the ball all the way up to the catcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from the outfield? No, no. Right. <laughs> there you go. He's just all. Yeah, he's not even a jerk about it. He's like, you can, you can throw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, but, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, the kid who plays Smalls, uh, really good at being awkward. Like when he has to, he wants to ask his stepdad to play catch, and do all that stuff. Um, and and when he's with the other kids, I feel like he's really good at playing those scenes, like you know, very awkwardly. Yeah, and I yeah. Guess, um, he played baseball, so he said that his coach was not happy with the way he was throwing because they had to teach him how to do it badly, do everything badly. Because uh, he actually played when he was little. Oh, wow. That's funny. Um, all those kids were great actors. Yeah, all the kids yeah, are great. Yeah. I, like, I believed him. I like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you look really crappy. Uh <laughs> Uh, who's hilarious. The, the guy with the glasses, Squints. Squints. Oh, Squints is the hero for a bit. F- faking that he's drowning. That was just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. I just like to. I love that they get and they get married. I love it. They get married and have like nine kids. That's the <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> just the way they. I love that little wave she gives them. Like, all right, keep on moving. <laughs> right. Right. Um, we've all had a Wendy Peffer. We all had a Wendy Peffer. I did learn one new thing that it was a cold day that day. So you do see their teeth shaking and they are like freezing. Oh, is that true? They're in the pool. Yeah. So when I, I read that before I rewatched it. So when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. These kids are freezing. Their teeth are chattering. 
Oh, it's just, so it they're freezing. It wasn't summertime. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. You get. You're I don't cold know why you I never caught it. But if you rewatch it, you'll. I don't know how I missed that. That it was freezing. Poor squid. They squints. said it was overcast, like it was hot, 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 and then it was just freezing that day. Poor, poor squid. And I guess they shot. They shot the movie um, day by day, so they did each scene ah. after the other. Oh, so it was such. It was shot sequentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they did it in forty-two days. And then the movie is a 10-day thing. That's interesting. They don't Usually movies don't do that, but sometimes when it's kids, they say it works better if you do it in sequence. I think American Graffiti was like that, too. He said, let's just do it so they look more worn out by the end of the, the movie. Right. And their kids, they probably got to know each other better, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They kind of bonded as the movie was shooting, yeah. Right. Yeah, they said that Benny and Smalls uh, hung around each other two weeks before all the kids met, so they would have a better bond. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's the, it's, you know, it's the coming-of-age story, you know, Benny the Jet, local local kid, you know, Mexican-American, plays for the Dodgers. It's the, it's the fairy tale. It's the fairy tale, right? Uh, but I love that Smalls becomes a sports writer. Um, you know, <laughs> ham, my yeah. boy, ham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. they're making s'mores. They're doing all the things the kids do. Uh, when ham is back there antagonizing people, uh, when he's, <laughs> when they're about to, uh, up to bat, right? <laughs> that was like my favorite part. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was such a little shit, but it was hilarious. Uh, Anita, who's your favorite? Did I ask you who your favorite kid was? Oh, you said, you yeah. said Benny. John, who was your favorite kid? Yeah, it's got to be Benny. Jake? I love Ham. Oh, just, yeah, when he's, when, he, when he's talking shit to all the batters, just like, no, well, we're, I'm just trying to stir up some simple conversation <laughs> here. Man. I love when he hits the ball out, when it's just them playing on the Sandlot, and he hits the ball out, and they're all throwing gloves at him, and he's, <laughs> he's all, yep, yep. <laughs> he's just like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best face. <laughs> <laughs> he really is good. Uh, uh, Justine, who's your favorite kid in this whole affair? Oh, I loved Benny. When I was little, loved him. Loved Did him. you have a little crush on him? Yeah, and I was like, I love him, and I want my kid to be just like him. Well, hey, there you uh, go. I already have plans. I'm like, you're going to do baseball like I did softball. I'm going to give you two extra hats and two extra gloves to give someone oh uh, what a good person you are mm-hmm. good thing you're well, dating Irishman. they need to be a good person <laughs> justine uh we forgot we always forget you played softball what position did you play uh i always played either right fields or i played uh shortstop you're like mookie Betts. Wow. that's you- where they know that's where my coach usually put me and then i was always port to bat how did oh right in there right in there uh yeah, how did you like uh those guns yeah how did you like uh what was your what was until, your until everyone got really tall and i was the smallest one i was like i don't want to play anymore why <laughs> that happened to me in soccer too i was like i don't want to play anywhere these girls are tall i forgot you are the most you are the most athletic of all the people on the podcast no that is true you played the I most played, it's been a while since I played. you played the most organized sports I played golf for two years in high school. Again, Justine, you are the most athletic of all. Uh, I really only 
He said organized sports. I really only stopped playing because I was so small. They always gave me number two, one, zero, half. I just, I couldn't get taller than like all the girls. So, how tall are you now, Justine? Five two and a half. You're taller than my wife. So there's one person you could, but she's she's lifting weights now. So don't don't mess. I know. Don't mess around. Uh, well, they got scary. They got scary when I got to middle school, and I was like, I'm not playing anymore. So I switched to dance. Oh, how's that? It was fun. Still more athletic than two years of high school golf, but um, <laughs> I drank a lot. Okay, especially when we played a full eighteen holes, we couldn't use the carts. It was oh my walk. god, you had to walk around. Bags, oh my god, a golf club. You just sound like a privileged white. <laughs> <laughs> you had to walk around and hit a ball that wasn't moving. Uh, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> we need that on a tape loop. We couldn't use the carts. They, we couldn't drink. Drive around. We were still in high school. Couldn't use the cars. They wouldn't let us. Oh my God! Are you okay? Awful. I'm still coping, but I'd probably write a letter, or at least yeah. you gotta let people know. I really should. You know what? Here, let me. You know what? You're right. I need to write that down. <laughs> my parents said that of all the sports I dropped, I shouldn't have dropped baseball. Because you were softball. you were good at but it. it. But it scared me. I just got scared. Everyone got really. The girls around me got really good, and then they got really tall, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but you could have been like the you could. The, it's always Mookie Betts. He's the smallest yeah, guy probably, on the team. I probably could have played it longer. I just got scared. You're the anchor. And, you're and number. Four, you're me. fourth in bat. You're the anchor. I got Keep scared, and they let me. If they otherwise would have just pushed me in it, I probably would have powered through it. But they let you get that's scared. That's their fault. That's their fault. <laughs> well, it's all fun and games till so you take a take a pitch. You know, you know what I mean. Right. So you take one in the ribs. <laughs> My friend, her dad was the. Um, she was her dad was the coach, and she was the pitcher. As soon as her pitches got faster and faster, I was like, "Fuck no! I well, want to get hit by that. I don't want to." Well, also, you're the shortest. It's coming right at your head. It's not like it's. You know what I mean? It's not like. They get hit. We get hit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get hit by that. Those uh, softball pitchers are no joke. And softballs are big. So yeah. Imagine getting that straight in the rib. Oh, mm-hmm. you you were right to bail out. <laughs> you were right to bail out. Patrick, who's your favorite kid? I didn't watch it. Patrick, who's your least favorite kid? Uh, I didn't watch it. What, oh, I want you to watch it tonight, okay? I want you to you and Justine to I hold. I feel like Patrick is Smalls. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, you. I can I see can him see being. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't play sports. Small what? I mean, I didn't play organized sports either. I was terrible, though. I was not good at any sport. Yeah, that but, was me. But I did love to play. Any... Like with I all... got picked last. Yeah. <laughs> My cousins, yeah. you know, we would always set up baseball games, softball games. I was terrible. But I still liked playing. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I liked playing. I just wasn't was any good. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, it's... what was it like being uh, growing up in a world where no one showed you Sandlot? Uh, I, this wasn't one of my types of movies to watch. Like, I was never really interested in watching it. Just why I've never seen it. Yeah. He's... What if, what if they were attacked by zombies? Right. I mean, okay. <laughs> Did you see Train to Busan? Did you see that movie, John? No. Ooh, oh, ooh. you weren't talking to me. Wait a minute. Wait. Somebody, I thought Patrick, was it Patrick or Jake? Jake, you, uh, you're the one that, um, told me about, uh, Train to Busan. That was great. You've seen it, right, Patrick? Great movie. No. You've never seen Train to Busan? Oh, okay. I was going to no. say, because there is a scene on the train where there's a baseball team on the train. Mm-hmm. And so they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, you can yeah, yeah. you can guess what happens. 
you know, that's one of the best zombie movies I've ever seen. Right. So, Jake, I gotta say, I gotta say, thanks for turning me on to that one. It's a good one. No problem. Uh, all right, let's. You know, like I, I, we're not going deep into this with you guys. We all love the Sandlot. Everybody likes it at what to what to one degree or another. You know, we don't have to give a deep analysis. I just want to make sure you guys had a good time. We don't need to put labels on things. <laughs> right? We don't need to put labels on things. You didn't even talk about when they're eating um, the tobacco. Oh, <laughs> we can talk about it if you want to. You want to talk about on a on a roller coaster? <laughs> the second they get on there, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is happening. Ugh. What do they call that thing? A tilt the world? <laughs> oh god, I, for, I always forget about that scene because I always think of it. I always mix it up with Stand by Me with, with the with the pie eating contest. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's a great scene, and uh, I don't know what they, what did they use? Did they give the, that in the trivia? What did they use, like vegetable soup, or what was it? Uh, jerky and um, black licorice. Oh. No, but what, what was the, the, what was the barf? It looked like, the barf but looked they like said beans. That, but they said that after a while, the kids did get sick. Ah. Boy, they really put, these kids were tortured. They put them in the cold pool. They made them. Well, I was them... reading it online. They said that they, they saw it as, like, a really fun summer. Wow. Oh, yeah. You're hanging out with kids. You get to be in a movie. You're playing baseball. That's <laughs> your parents, what, that's your what, parents um, get paid. Everyone's happy. That's what Benny said, the actor. He said it just felt like a really fun summer. Because the next few movies he did was uh, Mighty Ducks um, 2 and 3. And he's he wasn't a really big role in that. And now he doesn't act anymore. He's just a firefighter. But yeah. Just Whoa. a firefighter. He's, I mean, I'm just saying he's not he, an actor. He's just saving lives for a living. Mm-hmm. He could save lives. Of course, and of course, oh. what of course, what else is he gonna become, right? The girls all have a crush on him. Like what's the one thing a girl a firefighter, right? Every girl's like, ah yeah, right. he knew. He knew. <laughs> I and did, he d- so he was fifteen and everyone else was eleven and twelve. Oh wow. So all the kids looked up to him already. Because he was older. He was already a teenager. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's a good cool. Move. And they said For he Captain. was, like, cool and collected the whole time. So they they liked that about him. Oh, right fun. on. All Perfect right. casting. <laughs> yeah. This movie is a, it's a great, uh, it's a fun, I, it's a movie I can revisit over and over. Everybody likes it. Um, I just don't like the way the director says, the biggest pickle. Relax, bro. Relax. We get it. Okay, I get it. You're in a pickle. He's not an actor. Not an actor. pickle quite a bit before the pickle, actually. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we get it. We get it. Out. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Other than that, it's a great movie. Good kids movie. Good clean movie. You can show it to a bunch of kids. Not bad. A little swearing here and there, not, but but nothing. Not too many films you can do that with these days. Right. Show it to your grandma. You can show it to your, your mom. You can show it to your little kids, and it's fun. Fun movie. I see Patrick Salbo again. Very sexual. Very sexual. All right, let's rank it. Sandlot, Jake. I give it eight and a half. Eight and a half. John Sandy. Uh, I give it a six. Whoa. Same as Indiana Jones, huh? Anita. I give it a seven. (laughs) Um, I give it a seven. Seven. Justine. I give it a nine. Yes, Justine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7.5. 7.5 on the Richter scale. 
What a great show, guys. We had a great time today. Uh, before we go, we, we have a little bit of sad news, but it's not as bad as it could be, thank God. Uh, Patrick's mom uh, had a, there was an incident the 3rd of July, Patrick? He could. Oh, uh, sorry. It was uh, 4th of July, uh, 2 a.m. So uh, the morning of 4th of July, okay. Yeah, someone launched a firework into my mom's backyard and hit the back porch and caught the house on fire and basically gutted the whole house. Crazy. Oh. But she's okay. Yeah, everybody's okay. Animals are fine. Everybody's out, you know. We're positive. But everybody's rebuilding. Yes. We're going to be re- re- rebuilding for like a year, right? You said earlier? Yep. Yep. It's going to be a long time. Oh, what an upheaval. But, I, I, you know, obviously we're all glad that your mom's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and she does listen to the show. So, uh, Patrick's mom, we want you to know that uh, we are sending you positive. Shout out to my mom. Yeah. We're sending out positive thoughts and vibes. And seriously, if your mom needs something, you know, a meal cooked or. No, or, she's doing great. You know, she needs anything. Please let one of us know and I'll Thank make. You. Let me know and I'll make one of the podcast kids do it. Yeah. Jake, Thank get you. over there and lay some yeah, tile. Yeah, Jake. You See, lazy you bum. For not making it nebulous. You say, hey, let's go over there and help. Perfect. Yeah. You got it. John, no. Sandy, I know your leg is bad, but you were going to get <laughs> no over neb- there. No nebulous shit. Give me, yeah, give me a direct stick. John, you. No, you, we're good. Thank J- you. John, you mean to tell me you can't dr- hang drywall? You got to be kidding me. Or with your leg? Get I, over I'm there. Already there. I'm, already, I'm already there. There we I'm go. in the backyard right now. Yeah, we, we hope everything. I'm glad everyone's okay, but yeah, uh, gosh, it could have been so much worse, but please. I don't know. It's I'm guilty of it too. People go nuts on Fourth of July. You know, we all go nuts. But yeah, you got to remember this, people. It's crazy. There's a prop- reason it's illegal in California, especially with everything and- as dry as everything is. Mm-hmm. Especially you with you got to this- be pretty much at- you got to be out of your mind to be setting off rockets and mortars when there's so much dry brush and stuff around. Justine, you have a question, comment, concern. My dad, because he's in the Philippines when he was little, they would um, use the bamboo trees and then shoot like little bombs from that, and then they would just shoot it out into the open. Oh, use it like a tube? Yeah, it's super cool. So he was showing me YouTube videos of how they used to do it, because you would just pour all the stuff in there and then let it shoot out. Super dangerous, but it was like really cool to watch. He's like, yeah, no, you don't do it like that. He was watching some young girl talk about it. Like, no, you just do that. And she didn't tilt it right and she didn't make the hole right. But wow. He was making I like Captain it. Kirk rockets to fight the <laughs> Gorn. My dad's just totally from the rural area where he like like a, it was like a blessing to have ants in your house because that meant you had food, you know? <laughs> wow. Wow. I've never even thought about it that way. Yeah, that's how, that's oh, what my grandma great. used to tell him all the time. She's like, It's a good thing. We have food. <laughs> wow, that that really makes me feel bad for buying all the ant baits when it gets hot around here. I've now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> I feel like an entitled Yeah. I feel like an entitled weenie now. Man, I'm never going to kill okay. him. My mom's like a city girl, so she's like, "Oh, we didn't do that." Right. No. Do that in my area. <laughs> Who do you think you're from the city? We don't do that. Right. Who do you think you take more after just seeing your mom or your dad? Uh, my dad. Yeah. I help him lift things and like move things around all the time. So if there had to be like a boy, it would probably be me out of my sisters. You're the boyish one? Mm-hmm. Also, well, you played sports. You could kick Patrick's ass. 
Mm-hmm. But my sister played sports too, but she's more like my mom than I am. Very dainty. Were you a tomboy? Kind of, not really. I was also boy crazy, so I still like uh, my boy band. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were still into the ramen hair. I still put like the what are those things where you would punch it and it would give you like the letters on those little strips. A boy. And you like it's like a labeler, a label machine, but it's like it punches the. Oh, the one that the, the one they would do it like it would like emboss it. It would make it like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. label maker. Like, JTT and I heart JTT and put it on my skates all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my wow. god! I've never heard of this before. Yeah, you have. No? It's the uh, label maker, the the old one that was like maker. it was the old it one where you back then it was cool. It was it, it was like blue. It was blue tape, and you would actually punch the letters, and they would come out white, and they would be raised lettering. Like plasticky tape. They would be raised lettering. Whoa. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was the one before they used the thermal. Now it's thermal paper they use in there, but it was, now a, it's flat. Yeah, now it's the yeah the one before. It was just an old label maker, the old school one. Oh, it was like I a dial. It was. It was a yeah. dial for picking yeah, the letters. Like, yeah, mine yeah. Was like a big turn, and you would turn it. Yeah, Archimedes style. It was an Archimedean dial that you used to use, <laughs> and you would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sun. They should have called it. Mm-hmm. They should have called it that. Yeah, Archimedean. What dial. you had to do was you took the label maker into the into this room, and at a certain time of day, the sun would shine through the label maker, Burr. and and it would show the location of the label on Burr. the floor, Burr. and reveal the the resting place of the lost ark. Didn't you ever go to Sunday yeah, school? Did you love, oh, love seeing, uh, how much did you love seeing, what's his name, Sala? Oh, yeah, John Reese davies yeah. Did you love that? That was so great. It was good to see him yep. again. I love that. And I love that yeah. it was like, Indy brought me to America during the war. It's like, oh, shit, like, great. Yeah. yeah. But he, he just yeah. left Short Round on the streets of Shanghai. Good job. Mm. Good job, Indy. We never heard from Short Round again. We'll never know what happened to him. Well, we do know what happened. He won the Oscar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you short round? Justine, did you uh Justine, did you see that uh, live action little mermaid? That seems like it was right up your alley. No, I didn't have anyone to watch it with. Uh, Jake would have gone with you. I would have gone with you, yes, yeah. I get the picture. <laughs> well, isn't it like too late like, now? Good. Isn't it gonna come out? Okay, here's uh, the thing. Now, th- now I thought you'd be the first one in line to see that because you got the tattoo. For the rest of the summer. We post if we're going to go see a movie and then find out if anybody else wants to go see it. All right. Yes, understand. For the rest yeah. of the summer. Okay. And that, I do, Jake. I'm going to watch the Barbie movie. Jake, that oh, c- yeah. constitutes an invitation, Jake. So if you see it written out there, like, hey, I'm going to see this, does you just assume that, the, that you're being invited? Okay. I love that the uh, I love that the Barbie movie is opening the same weekend as the Oppenheimer movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Said, that's great counter programming, I think is what they call it. It's like you'll never have any crossover. You got half the population going to see this one, the other half going to see that one. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm curious to see what the Barbie movie's all about. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'll probably see it. See it. I'm good, definitely going to see Oppenheimer. Okay, let's go. Uh, Jake, that means we should go. It's an invitation. Okay. Yes. I, yes. Let's go. You are invited. Justine, I know you were worried about Little Mermaid. It was really good. It, okay, good. My sister watched it and loved it, too. I was all in. Did you have an issue okay, with uh, Melissa McCarthy? No, and I wanted to hate her, but she did a really good job. Okay. I want to hate her, too, bad. I wanted to hate her so bad. Why Why is that? Really why, do, why do you want to hate her? Why do you want to hate her? Because uh, I thought there could have been a better casting. I, oh. felt the same, I feel the same way, too. 
I feel like yeah. it could have been someone else. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Racist. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Melissa McCarthy's funny on her own. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't think she's funny? Yeah, you yeah, know what? I don't think she's funny, but she did a good job on her own. Listen, I know we're at the end of the show, and I, I'm, I'm wrapping it up, but women can't be funny. Go. Just kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, it's proof positive here that we have hilarious women, even though sometimes Justine is unintentionally hilarious. Still funny. It still, <laughs> still counts. When she's putting ranch Justine's on her, got this great look on her face, like you go straight to hell. Yeah, she's putting ranch. <laughs> she's putting ranch on the mushroom leather seats in Robert Downey Jr.'s car. It's fantastic. It's good stuff. Uh, but I love you guys all. And as we were saying how about before, the five of us. How about the six of us all go see Oppenheimer? Well, two of us are interested in that, and four. I'll go see okay. Oppenheimer. Okay. I I just don't understand. I'll, I'll wait for it. I'll wait for it to come out. Of, yeah. Of for, let me let me see if I can get you guys into the theater. Full frontal nudity for Cillian Murphy uh, is what I've heard. So just so, just so you know. Great way to sell the movie, Mario. You're welcome. <laughs> the the uh, scarecrow takes his clothes off. <laughs> it's like. Uh, Kyle Dodson, producer, uh, former producer over at Rock Solid, had a great joke. He said, "Great. Now I get to find out if Oppenheimer had a fat man or a little boy." Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, 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 hey! That is a great a joke. Shout out to Kyle Dodson for that one. That's on Facebook over there. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Patrick, we hope your mom's okay for real. Uh, even though Justine hijacked it at the end there. Uh, (laughs) We still love you guys. She hijacked it? Well, she was talking about her dad shooting off rockets. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. But but it's not like he said that. I'm trying to do a lighter note. I know. It was great. It was great. You did a good job. Introducing a lighter note. On the lighter side. On the lighter side. This is Kent Brockman with the lighter side. So next week we're going to watch Melissa McCarthy's top five movies. We're going to watch Heat. We're going to watch Bridesmaids. We're going to watch Spy Hard. What's the one where she's a spy? Um, We're going to watch the new Ghostbusters. And we're going to watch. Man, I know my Melissa McCarthy movies. I was going to say, it seems like you've already seen them. There we go. Yes. There we go. And of course, five seasons of Mike and Molly. John and I love, John and I love her from the Gilmore girls. We've been in love with Melissa McCarthy for a long time. I can't believe it's her because that seems like it was 20 years ago. She was playing. What's her name? It was, it was, it was 20 years ago. Wow. I love Gilmore girls. I've never seen it. Oh, you would love it, Justine. Oh, it is a treat. You would love it, Justine. I, I the don't like the way they is unmatched. They talk too fast, so I never watched it. That's the way it's written. What? It's very. So it's very fast. snappy dialogue. Very bang, 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 bang. I just figured it out. That's why you don't like Casablanca. They talk too fast. It's true. <laughs> very bang, bang. Very well, bang. I don't think like I can like do something while it's on TV because I feel like they just talk. To uh, it yeah, yeah. That's because you're supposed that's, to watch what you're watching. That's a whole other show. Yeah. You've just opened up a whole can of worms. <laughs> that's why you like reality stuff because you don't have to pay attention to it. Right. Right. You should give it a shot. It's really good. Uh, watch it at least it. once a year. Listen, I don't. It I've never seems like a show that she could become a fan of. It seems like <laughs> I've never seen. All the, whole, the entire show, but every time my wife is watching it, I always seem to enjoy what's going on. I like the dialogue. I like the I like the characters. Oh uh, yeah, so and I don't it's like what's it. her name that created uh, what is it? It's what's the name that created that uh, amazing Mrs. Maisel. It's the same team. Oh, is it? It's is the it? husband and wife team. Yeah, it's the same two people. Yeah, 
uh, that, that wrote it and produced it, yeah. Oh, wow. So oh. there you go. They started with Gilmore Girls, yeah, way back when. God, what was that, like 90s? Early 90s, I guess. I know there's yeah. a podcast where, like, these army guys are breaking down each episode because they really? were so obsessed with it. I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, growing up, and they compare it to life, like, they... The army guys have a show for it. <laughs> that is great, man. I love that. That's incredible. It just shows you it, it doesn't you don't have to pigeonhole a show. It doesn't have to be for guys or a girl. A good show is a good show. A good good writing you know, is good writing. Opera. It's the it's writing like football and guys. Good. And that was it. I mean the star of the show was the dialogue. So yeah, it's pretty rat a tat tat, but it was the yeah, the, the dialogue was the star almost. Uh, it is nobody talks like nobody talks like that. They have these like sort of like really, uh, you know, really amazing comebacks and, and stingers. And it's like nobody talks like that. right. It's his girl Friday or something. You know? Um, yeah, it's good. I, I'm, I'm you know, what? maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a Gilmore Girl show. Maybe I'll do an offshoot with uh, with Anita. We'll do a Gilmore Girl show. We'll make uh, Justine watch it. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it should be the three of us. Actually, show. what I'll do is I'll get. Here's what I'll do. <laughs> here's what I'll do. I'll get my wife. I'll no, I'll produce it. Meaning, I'll just I'll be the producer. I'll sit here and man the boards, and you, Nicole, and Justine can do a like a a, a watch. Nicole knows it too, really. Oh, Nicole loves uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh. She loves it. She loves it. It had a following. They even brought it back. I think as a uh, like a mini movie. It was a mini thing. It was like a streaming, like three episodes. I think something yeah, like that. They, they brought him back. Yeah. And are threatening to not finish it. Oh, those bastards! All right, I gotta go. I gotta go. I love you guys very much. Uh, Anita, by the way, Anita, Bye. you can now hear Anita on the home video hustle. Uh, if you uh, she is the other person. Big news. She is now. I knew this was gonna happen, and Anita's like, "No, it's not gonna happen." Anita, you can now hear on the home video hustle. So yeah. But her loyalty will always be to the superiority complex because uh, this, is where she, this is where she well, got it. Until one. you get to the scary movies, yes, then I'm out. This is where Anita, this is Anita's Gilmore Girls, okay? <laughs> now she's over there doing Bridesmaids with Brent, but this is her Gilmore Girls, all right? But uh, Anita will continue to be with us, I hope. Uh, if not, that's a conversation for off-air, and I will cry. But uh, you can continue <laughs> to enjoy Anita's cooking tips every week here uh, around 1.30 p.m. So uh, until next week, for Jake, for John, for Dan, Handsome Dan, that's that's Jake. Uh, but I always see it on the, on the bottom there. It says Handsome Dan, so I'm reading as I go. For John, for Anita, for Patrick, for Justine... For Handsome Dan Handsome, a.k.a. Jake, we say this transmission ends now. Fight the power. We'll see you guys next week.